Welcome to Sports with Anthony. Today is Monday, September the 20th, and I'm going to do a recap of this past weekend of certain sports and also my prediction of tonight's football game. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. What a fantastic weekend in football we had, both with college and pro sports. And right now, I'm going to talk about college. We had games on Friday night. And on Friday night, everybody, oh my goodness, in this area, we had UVL playing. And let me go to their schedule. And Louisville, you know, the beginning of these games are supposed to be a little bit better where you win by more, but tell you what, they played they played against UCF, University of Central Florida, and that team took UVL to the very, very end. I mean, the week before UVL plays Eastern Kentucky, wins 30-3. to Now you're playing UCF and the very end of this game, UVL has the ball. They're only down by one or two points. So all they need is field goal to win. They, they're moving down the field. They get to the 50. Time is on their hand. They have some timeouts. They turn the ball over. And they had a chance to ice the game and win it. But because of this turnover, UCF has a chance to upset UVL. And very fortunately, on the next play for UCF, they threw a pick six. UVL makes it down, gets the six points, game's over, and UCF, they lose. They had a chance to ice the game, and they blew it. So more hats off to to both teams for playing hard, but for UVL to – even though you had a terrible turnover, you hung in there and you created a turnover to get the ball back and you score. So for anybody that has not seen the highlights of the end of that game, go to ESPN, check it out and see the drama that occurred. And for other scores, Ohio State took care of business, beating Tulsa 41 to 20 and Alabama. What a, Tough battle. What a tough battle. Florida kept in it. They hunt in there. They played good defense. But Florida ends up losing by two. And the score was 31 to 29. So Florida, way to try to battle it out. But Alabama, they just had enough in their pocket to get the win. And then Georgia gets another win. They beat South Carolina. Oklahoma beats Nebraska. Oregon beat Stony Brook, Iowa beats Kent State, Clemson beat Georgia Tech in a low-scoring 14-8 game. And then Texas A&M played New Mexico and beat them 34-0. And then you have another game, UC, who's ranked 8th in the country, played Indiana. They won 38-24. And then you had some rival games. You had Penn State playing Auburn, Penn State at number 10, Edged it out and won 28 to 20. 
And then you had a classic battle, Notre Dame versus, versus Purdue, and Notre Dame won 27-13. And Michigan took care of business and won probably the highest scoring game of the weekend. They beat Northern Illinois 63-10. to And my boy Nathan Yates went to that game with his wife and his oldest son. So they got to see a high-scoring game for the offense. So uh, maybe, Nathan, next time you can take them to a real game and see how well they do under pressure. Just saying. But what a game for college football. Great great weather, great games. And uh, on the next part, I'm going to talk about the NFL. And for the NFL, lots of close games, lots of misfortune. But in the end, there were a lot of great games. We had uh, Thursday night football where Washington played the Giants, and it was a good battle. Uh, Taylor Henneke is the quarterback right now for Washington. Is Fitzy has a hip injury. He's rehabbing. Hopefully he gets back in a about seven more weeks, but Henneke played very, very well. It's so awesome to see him succeed, and hopefully he carries this over and plays like this all the time. That'll be awesome for him and uh, be able to resurrect his career and be able to play solid. So we had my Bengals play the Bears at Chicago, Andy Dalton versus the Bengals. And poor Andy, he did very – he came out on fire, led the team all the way down that first quarter, pass, 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 boom, touchdown. So I was like, oh, my goodness, it's going to be a long day for the Bengals' defense if Andy plays like this the whole time and that Bears offense rolls. Um, and the Bengals on offense in the first half could not get any points generated. They're starting off slow. But in the second half – they started to get together, but in the second quarter, Andy Dalton tweaked his knee running. So as precaution, of course, he went to the sidelines and uh, got looked at and was determined he shouldn't uh, at least play right now. So go with Fields, see how he does, and he could be the Andy would be the backup just in case Fields would get hurt. So luckily, Fields played. He played okay for his time out there, and um. They ended up getting 13 points in the fourth quarter where the Bengals got three in the third, 14 in the fourth, but they had three turnovers in the second half where it was three interceptions, and that really hurt them, and that cost them the game. I really think they would have pulled it out and won like 35 to 23 or something, but they only scored 17, and there you go. Offense just needs to play better. Defense kept them in it, so uh, they just need to regroup and – now next week, Cincinnati plays at the Steelers, so it's not going to get any easier. And the Steelers are coming off a loss, so you know how that's going to be. They're going to take all that out on the Bengals, and hopefully the Bengals are up for the challenge. They need to get the 2-1, and one, so that way the Steelers can fall, I believe, to 1-2, and two, and we'll see what happens. The Titans, they hunt in there and hunt in there and hunt in there, and they ended up coming back and beating the Seahawks in overtime by three. And then the Browns took care of the Texans, which I figured. The Colts, they're 0-2, but you could tell they're getting better each game. But the Rams and Matthew Stafford, 
He threw for 278 yards and two touchdowns. He's a great fit for that offense with the Rams. I think they're going to play really well. So watch out for them as the season goes. It's a long season. Uh, so no means by any stretch are they going to like go undefeated or anything, but they're going to be a playoff team if they stay healthy. And the Dolphins, two got hurt, but they said it's not as severe as they thought. So hopefully it's a rib injury, but hopefully he gets better faster than uh, faster than later. And the Bills dominated 135-0. I'm saying that's not really saying much, so, but at least Bills got that 0-1 taste out of their mouth, and now they're 1-1, and we'll see how they bounce back. And the Patriots, they bounced back. They played the Jets at the Jets, and New England won 25-6. So good for the young quarterback uh, of getting all those reps in and, and playing hard and uh, Mac Jones is—he's on his way to uh, playing consistent New England football on offense and lead that offense, uh, hopefully, to uh, positive things these next few games and see how well they start out their season. And the 49ers edged out the Eagles, 17 to 11. Uh, and the 49ers people are two and zero, so watch out. The Raiders—they beat the Steelers at Steelers, 26 to 17. And, I mean, the Raiders are now 2-0. and And Big Ben, he was 27 for 40 passing, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, the rushing was still lackluster. I don't know what their deal is with their running game. Uh, but if they're not going to be able to run, they're not going to win in, a, in the AFC North. That's, that's a fact. And Big Ben could spread it out, but, my goodness, they need to – they need to get their act together because right now they are one and one, and now they're having Cincinnati come in town. And the Saints, they started out hot that first game, but then they come and play at the Panthers, only score seven points. Panthers dominated. Sam Darnold threw for 305 yards, 26 for 38, two touchdowns. McCaffrey, it's great to see him back and healthy and running for the Panthers. 24 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown. And the high receiver for uh, yeah, for the Carolina Panthers was Moore with eight receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. And the Jaguars, they're, you know, they're learning, and they're young. They lost to Teddy Bridgewater in the Broncos, 23-13. So the Broncos are off to a 2-0 start. Watch out for that team. With Teddy there, they're a playoff team. And the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Murray played very, very well. 400 yards, people, 400 yards passing. And they won 34 to 33. And my friend Jeff, his favorite team, Vikings. But he goes, expect the unexpected with them. And to him, it's no surprise that they blew it. But Murray, my goodness, man. 400 yards. His average was 11 yards per play passing. And they ran it for as a team for 100 yards between the two running backs and Murray at quarterback. And receiving, he spread it out to uh, six different people. And two players had seven receptions. Uh, the, the next highest was five, then four, then three. 
And I tell you what, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, four catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. Today, you want things Rondo Moore had seven catches, 114 yards and a touchdown. Max Williams, seven receptions, 94 yards. Christian Kirk, three catches, 65 yards. Chase Edmonds, five receptions, 29 yards. And my favorite, A.J. Green, former Bengal, signed with the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. Three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. His touchdown was a sweet move where he got to do one-on-one move to dive in the end zone. And then later in the game, he made a sweet, sweet catch, like one-handed grip catch that he held on to it, and they couldn't pry it away from him. I think that one got them a first down and helped ice the game. But what happened during this time in the fourth quarter, Minnesota gets the ball back. They, they're they driving down the field. They're down by one. They get in field goal range, a 30-something yard chip shot. And what happens? Of course, of course with them, the guy misses. Their field goal kicker missed, and it cost them the game. So now the Vikings are 0-2. It's going to be a hard feat if they lose like this. You don't want to lose those close games like that. If you're going to lose, it might as well be by like three or four touchdowns. If you have that close game, you need to win. And speaking of close games, you had the uh, Cowboys outlasting the Chargers, winning 20-17. to and then the Buccaneers took care of the Falcons. Falcons dropped to 0-2. They scored 25, but Tom Brady and company, 48-25, their victory. And then for last night's game, Sunday night football, Chiefs at the Ravens. It's Mahomes versus Lamar. Who's going to have the upper hand? Lamar has yet to beat these Chiefs. And finally last night, Came down to the fourth quarter of the final play because the Chiefs turned it over with a fumble. But before that, there was also interception by Mahomes. Eric pass. Next time, I don't think he does a pass like that uh, when he's falling. Just take that sack. And it ended up, it cost the Chiefs the game with this fumble at the end because they had a chance to win the game. But ended up, Ravens got the ball back off the fumble. They got the fourth and one. Uh, coach yelled out to Lamar, do you want to go for it? What do you want to do? Went for it, did a QB sneak, got the first down, game over. Ravens finally beat the Chiefs, which is great to get that monkey off his back. But there's one little issue, though. They'll probably play each other in the playoffs, and the Chiefs will not allow that to happen again. But hats off to the Ravens to get that home win, to get over the hump, to finally beat the Chiefs. But... The Ravens, they need to play just a hair bit better if they want to beat them consistently because the Chiefs, they were all over it. They had their chance, but they blew it with two turnovers. But congratulations, Ravens. You're one and one. And in the standings in the AFC North, we now have – we got very fortunate because with Cincinnati's loss to the Bears, they fell to one and one. But because – the Ravens were already 0-1. They went to 1-1. Pittsburgh lost, so they went to 1-1. Cleveland wins. They go to 1-1. Cincinnati loses. They fall to 1-1. So everybody's 1-1 AFC North. It's all going to be right there. Big game next week. Bengals-Steelers. Cheer on those Bengals. And Chris and Nathan, I want to know your thoughts. So later this week, 
we'll have a segment and we'll talk about our NFL teams and college teams. And tonight we have the Green Bay Packers at home against the Lions. Green Bay Packers did not play well last week. They looked terrible. The Lions, you could tell they're right there. Uh, they're going to be a solid team, but they just need more experience with having golf at quarterback. But the Packers, tonight is the night to make a statement, get back on track, show that you're playoff ready, and Aaron Rodgers play a solid game, show why you're MVP. I predict Packers win. 35 to the Lions, 21. And for golf this week, it's an exciting week for golf as it's the Ryder Cup. It's always fun to watch. So everybody tune into that. We'll see if Brooks and Bryson, uh, how the media is going to treat them and how they will cope together. I think they're going to be just fine. But, of course, the media is going to pressure them into uh, wanting to say many things. And hopefully both know the right things to say. And I think pair them up together, have them play together, and show everybody that you can play together. Because now this is about the U.S. playing everybody else. Let's go U.S. Let's beat Europe. Let's get the win. And... Let's make some exciting golf happen. So we'll see what happens, see what drama occurs, but I think it's going to be pretty solid in USA. Just focus, get ready, and let's get the W. And for Major League Baseball, it is coming down to the end of the season. It's becoming a tight race. The wild card Cincinnati is right there. The Cardinals are right there. Cardinals have 79 wins, Cincinnati 77. Come on, let's go Reds. Let's stay in it. Let's finish this season strong, and let's let's see if the Cardinals can get like a three-game losing streak, Cincinnati get on a three-game. Let's flip it, and let's solidify the wild card spot. But tune in, everybody, to baseball. If you're a baseball fan and watch it, it is coming down to the end, and it's going to be a lot of close games at the end to see for the seedings. So good luck to your teams, and let's hope Cincinnati gets back in. And in Major League Soccer, we have the Columbus crew. They have eight wins, seven draws, 11 losses. And with 26 games played, they're in 10th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Cincinnati Football Club, they are 13th in the Eastern Conference as they have played 24 games, four wins, eight ties, 12 losses. So both teams got to get your act together, especially, come on, Columbus crew, let's get in there. Nashville's soccer club, they are in second place. Ten wins, 11 ties, three losses. And apparently they've lost a few as um, we have New England Revolution. They're 17 wins, five ties, four losses. So at the top, it's starting to spread out. But Columbus Crew, come on, guys, let's get in there. In the Cincinnati, it seems like you're rebuilding or building. So come on, let's get some wins and get the 500. And other than that, for Major League Soccer, nothing else to report. And in the Louisville area, 
the Louisville City. Let's see what their standings are. And they, uh, here we go, Louisville City standings. Okay. They're in the Eastern Conference. And they are 24 matches played. They have 14 wins, five ties, five losses. Right now they're at first place in the East, so good job for them. Let's keep it up. So you have Birmingham right underneath with 12 wins, five ties, seven losses. So keep doing what you're doing, Louisville. Let's stay in there. Let's stay at the one spot. It's going to be exciting as, as it gets closer to the end of the season to see what happens to them. So try to tune in onto some of those soccer games if uh, you can watch it on TV. If not, try to attend some. Weather's going to be a little bit cooler out, nicer out, fall weather. It's good football weather, good soccer weather, great times. And on a lower level, my son's soccer team, the Suns, on this past Saturday, it was my son's birthday weekend. He turned nine. And way to start off the weekend this past weekend where he had a soccer game. He scores his first goal. It's the second game of the season, his first uh, soccer team he's been on. And he got a goal in the second half that put his team up one to nothing. They ended up winning two to nothing. And that started off a great weekend for his birthday. So congratulations, Michael, on your goal. So cool to see. And how awesome to be able to do it on your birthday weekend. Just saying. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, for, for soccer, get out and watch it if you can. If not, try to see it on TV. And we'll see how the rest of the season pans out as people are trying to get into nice playoff spots so they're not the lower seed. And in today's Isles Files, I have a cool sports fact. I looked up what is the longest drive record for golf. And what pops up the world record recognized by the Guinness World Records as the longest drive in a competition. Are you ready for this? By 64-year-old Mike Austin in 1974 at the U.S. Senior National Open Qualifier. He used a 43-and-a-half-inch steel shaft wood driver and hit it 515 yards, people. In competition. How cool is that? So that gives people hope that as you get older, do you lose um, swing speed? You might lose a mile. You might use a few miles an hour, but guess what? If you have pop, you have pop. And this guy at 64 had a lot of pop. 515 yards. That's awesome. That gives me hope. That gives me great hope because I'm close to hitting 300 yards. Um, at my farthest. I've come close on the competition on the range. I've hit it 300, but uh, have yet to do it on a course where really on the course, I'm not trying to hit it for longest. I'm just trying to hit it to spots to get the uh, best chance to par or birdie the hole. So um, one day, maybe I could get it to four to 500 yards. That's a lot of work. And you got to have the right driver to do that to have your serious pop. But you know what? If I could end up hitting 280 to 300 consistently, 
at which I'm getting close to getting to 275, 280 consistently. Why not 300 consistently? I have a lot of years before I'm 64, so this gives me great hope, and that's a cool stat. So I wonder if any of the pros would try to beat this world record or in the driving competitions that you see on TV. We'll see. Let's see if somebody does this in competition. I mean, this was 1974, people. It's Records are made to be broken. Maybe it'll happen in the near future. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Sports with Anthony today on Monday, September the 20th. Have a great night, everybody. Please give me your predictions of what you think your favorite NFL or college teams are going to pan out for this year for their records. Send me a message on my on the Anchor app at anchor.fm and click on the link. You'll see my main page. You'll be able to send me a message. Let me know what you think, and I'll talk about it in my next episode. So enjoy the night, everybody. Sit back, relax, because you know what? It's Monday Night Football.